0: Welcome back to another episode of Taboo Topic. I am your host, Ken Drew, and today I have a great one for you guys. We're going to talk about something that has been picking up steam in the last couple of weeks, I would say, especially after the teachers union decided to go ahead and push forward with the curriculum of installing critical race theory, or as I like to call it critical race regression. That's going to be implemented in all 14,000-plus school districts. So what does that mean for you if you're a parent or aspiring parent? What should you do? Is there any hope for the public school system to be reformed according to what we think ought to be done instead of this entire unit deciding for everyone else? We'll see if there's any hope. But before we go any further and we go on break, I want to remind everyone that you can read my newsletters at Kenjin296.substack.com. I repeat, Kenjin296.substack.com. All you got to do is spell the word engine and then put a K in front of the word engine, and then you get Kenjin. And you can also follow me on social media through Instagram at Kenjin underscore express. Kenjin underscore express. And then lastly, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can as well by just going typing in taboo topic and just looking for the nice little neat little logo that says, honesty equals understanding. Here at Taboo Topic, we dare to question the narrative, and we believe that free speech triumphs your safe space. But until then, this break. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Taboo Topic. I'm your host, Ken Drew. And before I go any further, let me ask you, how was your 4th of July? Did you enjoy the food? Did you enjoy the fireworks? Did the atmosphere reeked and screamed American to you? I hope so. It was a pretty quiet day over my house. Didn't really do much. I think I cooked myself a chicken sandwich and maybe a veggie burger. I don't remember. Oh, and the chicken sandwich is like Plant-based as well. So it wasn't real chicken. I know. Some people may be cringing. By that. By that. But. Haters gonna hate. I know there's a lot of hate right now. For this particular topic. And I think this is. One the, once again. The elite class. Is trying to divide the people. The elite class. Is out of touch with reality. What's really going on in America. But. Critical race theory. Critical race theory has picked up steam in the last couple weeks, especially with the teachers union recently, affirming and pushing the narrative or pushing the curriculum to implement critical race theory in all fourteen thousand school districts across the United States. And it is once again at the forefront of everyone's conversation in public schools. Public school is also in the forefront of conversation, and homeschool. Is homeschooling to become more mainstream as a result of this? Let's get into the stories that have led us to this point, and we'll get into the arguments as well for and against critical race theory. There is a divide between both sides. As a poll from YouGov.com had the Democrats had an 86% approval rating for the critical race theory teachings, and that's just in general, right? So they either had a somewhat favorable view or a very strong favorable view, whereas Republicans and independents, Republicans made up 6%, and then the independent base made up 20% of approval ratings. So there's a very large divide, but it seems like The left seems to be more on their own little island, and since they're in charge of all the institutions, we're the ones that are at the recipient end of this hellhole. But anyways, let's get into it, right? So obviously there's the teachers union that went ahead and approved the curriculum push of critical race theory, and you may ask yourself, is there anybody standing up against this if you're against it? And a good end, the good news is, yes, there is. So, schools, or excuse me, states such as Florida, Iowa, Tennessee, Idaho, Oklahoma, and Texas, 25 states in total have actually uh, introduced legislation to ban critical race theory in any of their public school system curriculum, but these states in particular are the ones that actually signed into legislating, or legislation, or into law, excuse me, my bad, uh, these states actually did it, right? And so it's actually illegal to make sure to have the teachers mention any form of racism or excuse me, critical race theory, which Florida gets really specific, right? So Florida in particular, and I'll get into a little bit later to kind of give you some context of what they're saying here, but Florida it states it must the history presented must be factual and objective, may not suppress or distort significant historical events like the Holocaust. It can't define American history as something. Either more than other than the creation of a new America, of a new nation based on universal principles stated in the Declaration of Independence. It also instructs teachers to have age appropriate conversations with their students as well as based on students' maturity. Now, before I go any further, let me give you some context here, alright. So the Declaration of Independence and why it mentions that. Is that there's this project out there called the 1619 Project, and some of you guys may have heard of this or not, but more or less, it pretty much brazenly admits they're trying to rewrite history to where our origin story started in 1619 and it, our country was centered around slavery and the, thus systematic racism, right? And so that is where that that's the context for that. And as far as the Holocaust. Believe it or not, there's some people out there, and we'll get into the context of this later. I want to start giving you my personal take on it. Uh, there's some personal takes on historical contradiction between critical race theory and the Holocaust education, where basically proponents of critical race theory will say that the Holocaust was a white-on-white crime. You heard that right, a white-on-white crime. And they also will say that the Jews will find ways to join the white majority or gain acceptance from the white, from white population, gaining significant privileges and in usurping control of institutions that shape society to the detriment of non-whites. At the same time, the Jewish population will also retain a claim on a well-recognized historical victimhood, which provides them with a, an excuse to deny their privilege. They wield that excuse as a shield. Again, I'll give you my personal opinion on all that later on. Uh, Whatchamacallit. And there's also people out there, proponents of critical race theory, that have said, well, people who are against the critical race theory, they don't want to recognize that the German people didn't grow anti-Semitism or had the feeling of anti-semitism overnight when the holocaust happened it happened for a reason which again i'll get into my opinions on that later on but anyways so that's the context of what the law is trying to prevent um with that said we've also heard about critical race in the military now that's starting to be implemented a little bit right i'm sure everyone has heard about the u.s general recently coming out And defending critical race theory. Uh, More specifically, Joint Chief Staff, uh, which we call it, Miley, uh, defended critical race theory in a congressional hearing by stating, I've read Mao Zedong. I've read Karl Marx. I've read Lenin. That doesn't make me a communist. So what's wrong with understanding, having some situational understanding about the country for which we are here to defend? And I personally find it offensive that we are accusing the United States military, our general officers, our commissioned, not commissioned officers, of being "quote woke" or something else because we're studying some theories out there. And then this is one that got a lot of attention is for uh, for saying this: I want to understand white rage. I'm white, and I want to understand it. So, what is that cause? Thousands of people to assault this building and try to overturn the Constitution of the United States of America. What caused that? I want to find that out. Which context reference to the January 6th Capitol riots or insurrection, quote unquote, and then also how the military ordered a stand down training, which I've had to partake in, and I'll give you my personal experience with that stand down training. And again, I'm going to give you my perspective on all this later on. But first things first, before I give you my perspective, it's important to get the perspective on both ends. So you get a balanced perspective as far as why people are supportive of critical race theory and why people are against it, which is a pretty strong... I would say I wouldn't say there's a strong divide between our country. I would say two-thirds of Americans disagree disagree with critical race theory. But that one third, the Democrats, that 86% is a small base and just so happens they control of the majority of these institutions, such as corporations, education. Uh, they're slowly starting to take over the church as well. Uh, anyways, so before I go any further, let me go ahead and get into the arguments for critical race theory. All right, because people, there are people out there who actually think critical race theory is in a necessary teaching especially to be taught in the public school system to get a full understanding of the historical context so the first thing people will say from critical race theory well, let's actually understand what critical race theory is so critical race theory this is the textbook definition this has actually been in the making since the 1970s and at that time period it wasn't gained it did not gain any popularity whatsoever especially with the era of Martin Luther King Jr. you know the whole idea of don't be don't be judged on the content be judged on the content of your character not on the content, not on your skin color I'm sorry I butchered that but anyways you get the idea but anyways this is the textbook definition that I read online and this is what it suggests it suggests examining everyday interactions and finding the racial component in them can help move the racial equality cause forward, perhaps more than a sometimes simplistic, colorblind approach. And this, what I'm about to read here, this example they give, this is where the whole microaggression starts coming to factor, coming to play. Two people pass one another while walking down the street, and the first person smiles at the second. Let us imagine that the second person either smiles and res- in response as they pass, or stares down at the pavement and shuffles past. In the case where the second participant shuffles by uncomfortably, an observer's first instinct may be to imagine that they are simply unfriendly, shy, or had a bad day. But what if, (laughs) what if, the first participant is a person of color, and the second is white? An observer will probably be wary of some form of racist microaggression. What if both participant, participants are people of color? What if the first participant is white and the second is black? In each of these situations, the observer's understanding of the society's race relations may be more nuanced than under a traditional pr- approach. Again, quick context. For those who don't know where the whole colorblind comes from, colorblind is not literally telling people or saying, I don't recognize There are different skin colors out there. If I meet you in person, I'm just not going to be focused on your skin color. When I'm getting to know you, I don't care about your skin color. That's the whole idea of colorblind, um, which they're saying that's too simplistic of an approach, which many people consider colorblind approach. That's what MLK was striving for. But I digress. Uh, Other proponents of what you may call it, the critical race theory, will say something along the lines of, oh, structural racism and systematic racism, it helps people understand there's systematic racism and there's there's close ties to our laws, especially black people that suffer from racism when they aren't even being victimized currently by racial prejudice. And they'll use the black line, or not black line, the red line laws as an example, uh they'll say structural racism means that seemingly neutral laws such as family zoning will keep certain races out of white neighborhoods because they'll make the area too expensive to move into uh more or less they think it's good for students to learn how some seemingly neutral laws have racist origins and continue to perpetuate racial inequality today with that said they also You'll hear a lot of people say it's good for these racially segregated affinity groups to occur. That's where you have people that support the idea of racial segregation, like the six graduation ceremonies are divided based on race. Um, That was, you'll hear that. And for those who are wondering what the heck is affinity group, an affinity group, per Definition: I'll give you the per the exact quote here so you know what I'm talking about. It is the idea that you can explore your group identity, including white people, and they use white people a lot here. But basically, they say, in particular for white people, they'll say. They can discern their white privilege and its impact without the aid of or dependence of people of color. White people who have racial affinity groups report they recognize their collective commonality and shared history as well as impact that their privilege has had had on other races and and each racial affinity group member. Which kind of goes back to the textbook definition I just read a moment ago as far as pretty much it's basing the idea of Your character, your experience is based on skin color alone. And they want you to go ahead and push, you know, this idea of collectivism and group identity, which that's where you'll hear things along the lines like, whatchamacallit, toxic individuality. And that's how you'll have certain curriculums or certain institutions and Certain states like Oregon, for example, say that they need to redo their curriculum in math because it's racially biased towards people of color and that it promotes toxic individualism and that somehow it needs to come to an understanding that not everyone is capable of... Oh, I'm not going to finish that sentence because that's going to sound terrible. But anyways, I can't even finish that sentence. It sounds so bad. Anyways, um, so that's what proponents will say. People who are against it, this is what they typically end up saying. Critical race theory critics will say this allows for group guilt or scapegoating an entire race or ethnicity for all societal ills. Critics will also say this rewrites history to distort our foundation to instill Marxism. Our culture, if anyone's not aware, is based on Judeo-Christianity along with the Greco-Roman philosophy. At least that's what we're taught in schools. And also, critics will say this generalizes groups to amplify racial stereotypes. White people are inherently responsible for the existing racism. This is where the whole group guilt comes in. While people of color are victims, and they often ignore historical contexts where people of color have also capabilities of being evil, such as being racist, but also being oppressors in a government. That's what critics will oftentimes say. I know that's not a whole lot, but that is pretty much the critics against critical race theory. That is the arguments for and against. With that said, my take on it, my bias is I am definitely against critical race theory. And I'll lead you with this thought before we go on break. If what you're doing is wrong, right? If something you are trying to promote, you're having to use a lot of justification in order to prove you're in the right, chances are, if you're having to justify it in the same manner like we try to justify sin in our lives, chances are what you're trying to promote is not something that's worth promoting. Just a thought to ponder on as we go into this break. But before we go any further, this break. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Taboo Topic, I'm your host Ken Drew, and we're just getting right into it, shall we? Now, a story on Yahoo News called us critics chasing the latest boogeyman, and they went as far as to say to describe the debate as a side, one side thinking that they don't think children shouldn't be burdened with the past, while the other side thinks they are wanting to teach kids to learn how the legacy of the past shapes American society. Now, that seems like they're saying the same thing. (laughs) In the words of Ricky Morty, it's basically saying, I don't want my kid to be burdened with the past with extra steps. That's all they're saying. The side is basically admitting they want kids to be burdened with the past. Which, let me say something real quick. I don't know if you noticed this while I was reading those stories earlier, but the fact that I was chuckling and trying to keep a straight face as I was reading some of these, and I didn't do a good job every now and then, but I just couldn't believe this is the reality we're living in. It's so insane, because that's what it is. It's insanity. It's so insane. You just kind of have to laugh. It's morbidly amusing. I don't know what to think of this whole new generation being grown up in this culture where they're being taught race is the first and foremost, most important aspect of your character. It saddens me to think that my generation may be the very last generation that got to grow up ...with the idea that anti-racism was colorblindness. Which the idea of colorblindness, like I mentioned earlier, was... ...when we first meet someone... ...or when we're talking about a particular person... ...we're focused on the person's actions rather than the skin color. Because those who want to focus primarily on skin color... ...let me tell you this... ...you're in bad company... You're in company with the KKK. That's the company you're in. They also agree with the sentiment of, we should focus on people's skin color. And the irony is, that people who are for critical race theory, they're the same people that will deny, or they'll speak out against the KKK. They're speaking out against white supremacy. Essentially, in the words of Obi-Wan Kenobi, they've become the very thing they swore to destroy. Pretty interesting, is it not? Now, let me get to the points that I mentioned earlier, right? Some of those points was the connection between critical race theory and Holocaust education. Now, the Holocaust education and critical race theory, they contradict each other. They contradict each other because essentially, critical race theory does the very thing that led to the Holocaust, which the Holocaust used one group and blamed them as they were the scapegoats of society for all the problems they had in their country, all the problems in the world. It was so bad, the anti-Semitism, that Hitler took the Judaism out of Christianity and created his own perfect race, Christianity, German, Christ, German Jew, or excuse me, German Jesus. That's how bad it was. Now, we may be confused a little bit as far as how they even make this connection and say that this is a white-on-white crime, the Holocaust. Well, this is my theory, and it goes back to this pyramid of white supremacy. Where it gets very detailed, what constitute or what leads to genocide, which is what the Holocaust was, but they're calling the Holocaust a white, a white crime. Very interesting, especially given the fact that not all who identify as Jew, right, those who have the heritage of Judaism, or excuse me, as Jew slash Hebrew, not all have the skin tone of Caucasian. Not all of them knew. But according to the pyramid of white supremacy, which is implemented not only in some public schools, but it's also been implemented as part of this critical race training, teaching, in private and charter schools as well. I remember this was brought up when I was listening to a podcast from Jordan Peterson over a teacher who got fired for speaking out against this. And this is what the White, pyramid of white supremacy looks like. So it starts off with indifference, and they'll have like specific a category for each uh, as you go higher in the pyramid, and they'll use like certain quotes that classify classifies you as a white supremacist. So basically, this covers anyone who's white. Any or if you said any of this, you're a white sympathizer, as they would say it, right? So if I'm Hispanic or if you're black and you say some of these quotes. You're supporting white supremacy according to their logic. So, the first step, the very bottom of the pyramid, is indifference. And some of the quotes include, Politics doesn't affect me. There's two sides to every story. Affronting confrontation with racist family members. Not challenging racist jokes. Remaining apolitical. That's at the very bottom of the pyramid. The next step is minimization, they call it. Minimization is saying things like post-racial society. Why can't we all just get along? White allies speaking over people of color. Or even saying as simple as, not all white people get over slavery. It's just a joke. Any of those things apparently constitutes as white supremacists. The next step is called vilified racism It's spelled V-E. I L E D. so excuse me if I pronounced it wrong. It's just how I pronounce it. Let me know reach out to me as far as how to pronounce it. But anyways, so in this part of the pyramid, they'll use things like racist mascots. So they'll talk about the Indian Cle- or excuse me, Cleveland Indians or the Washington Redskins. Uh, they'll use a tone policing, which I don't know what the heck that means. Bootstrap theory, so the whole thing with like pull up by your bootstraps, that's a form of white supremacist, I guess. And Eurocentric curriculum, which in my opinion, that's just another fancy word of or roman philosophy, which is what our society and Western institution was based upon next to Judeo-Christian morality. So the next step after that is discrimination, which is very typical discrimination like racial profiling, which... That in itself is not necessarily black and white either. Hiring discrimination, fearing people of color, racial slurs, redlining, stop and frisk. That's pretty interesting, stop and frisk. Then he goes for calls for violence. Then they have the neo-Nazis, KKK, the N-word, Confederate blacks, burning crosses. Then they have violence, lynching, hate crimes, and they have genocide, mass murder, which according to people who are connecting or saying it's a white-on-white crime, I think that's where they're coming from. I think that's where they're getting at. Because essentially, like I said a moment ago, they mentioned that Jews tend to have the, they have the tendency to try to assimilate with quote-unquote white culture to gain acceptance, and they use that to, and then they'll use historical past as an excuse from any sense of accountability. Now, what I find that interesting, I find that Critic, that argument is very hypocritical. And it goes into my other point mentioned earlier as far as the criticism of it uses, it ignores the historical context of some other groups that were not white, right? That were not European, Caucasian, that have also used or been an example of evil in our society and culture in the main oppressor. It ignores all that. Let me give you an example, a historical example. Let's go with slavery, all right? Because critical race theory, they like to base their, that's the whole foundation of critical race theory in rewriting history is that our country was centered around slavery. 1619 Project, right? Let me get into that for a moment. Did you know that before the Europeans arrived, that there was slavery going on? before they arrived? Did you know that? Did you know when the Europeans arrived that they're the ones selling it to the Europeans before they got on the ship? Sure, there were some instances where Europeans, I'm sure, actually went out of their way to kidnap them and rip them from their families and such. But do you think who who do you think sold them out first? Who do you think actually Indulge in this profit. The very Africans, people of dark skin complex, the very Africans who are doing it before him. And what if I told you, even now, in Africa, today, there's not a single white soul, Caucasian soul, European soul enforcing the slave trade going on today in Africa? There's no white man, they don't need a white man right now. But, according to critical race theory, they won't talk about any of that. But I guess what I'm saying here, as far as, you know, well, not all white people, or, you know, apparently that's a category of white supremacy, so I'm supporting white supremacy. So, I'm a white supremacist, guys. I'm a white supremacist according to their logic. According to their logic. Alright? At least I'm a white supremacist sympathizer. Let me get more specific here. I know the terminology they'll throw at me. The terminology they'll throw at the critics. Very hypocritical. The whole theory is just hypocritical. The whole thing. It really is. We're repeating history. I don't know. We're not repeating history history rhymes and that's to say that history repeat it does repeat itself but in a different form sometimes and that's what's going on and the thing is slavery right everyone can agree that slavery is evil the idea of selling prop- human and treat humans as property is wrong That example I just mentioned ago is not to say I condone the slave trade, alright? Let's get that out of the way, too. I do not condone the slave trade. Before anyone twists my words around and turns it into something that's not, I never said the slave trade was a good thing. I'm just using that as an example of how critical race theorists, they'll ignore that aspect. They'll ignore, even today, there's dictators, evil dictators of other races that are not white, In a non-white, predominant white community or country. Evil dictators. Such as Fidel Castro. Little Rocket Man. All those people. They don't need a white man telling them how to do things. What about the drug cartels? The sex trafficking that comes out of Mexico or Latin America or South Korea. What about the evil there? Or is that the white man's problem too? Or the white person's fault as well, I should say. Claiming reverse racism. Apparently that's also considered a form of white supremacy according to this pyramid of white supremacy. Listen, I don't think whites Or excuse me, I don't think pyramid of white supremacy... Excuse me. I don't think reverse racism... Is real. I think racism is just racism. And this is just racism right here. Purely racism. It's very interesting how they want people to. Not view or stereotype people of color. When it comes to. Critical race theory. But that's exactly what they do. They stereotype it. And they amplify it. To the point where. They assume unless. Unless. You don't, unless you vote and think exactly the way they do, you're oppressed, you're a victim. You have to accept the victim mentality. Anything in this pyramid that denounces or rebukes the idea that you're a victim of circumstances is a form of white supremacy. So if I said that I come from a broken home, and that by my own bootstraps, I managed to get out of there and make something of myself. That's somehow a form of white supremacy. The irony is, I don't really agree with the bootstrap mentality either. but I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a two-way street. I think you need a little help or you get help every now and then. Sometimes you don't have boots to pull your own bootstraps. And so someone has to give you the boots for you to actually pull them up. I believe that. And that was my situation. I had help when I moved out of my parents' house. I won't deny it. But sure as hell, I'm not going to pretend and pity myself as far as how hard I had it. It was hard. Sure, it was hard. Nothing in life is easy. But again, I ain't going to pity myself. I ain't got no time for that. No one's got time for that. And the irony is, too, when they say the Jewish population will use the historical past as a shield from any sense of accountability, which I find that ironic. And this is why I find the irony in this. They do the same thing. What about the protests, or quote-unquote protests last year that Burned and destroyed, looted small business owners. There's times where they go to suburban neighborhoods and break into their homes and private property. Hell, in, in Missouri, someone actually lost their guns because they broke into their private property. And just walked across the yard and the guy and the wife were out there just holding their guns. As a form of deterrence. Granted, how they were holding their gun was cringy, but it was their private property and they had every right to shoot those individuals. However, the media, corporations, critical race theorists, they'll use the people's skin color from any sense of accountability. And they also, with this critical race theory, They use the past, the sins of the past, with this distorted version of the truth to shield people of color. When I say people of color, we're talking about black, Hispanic, anyone that's not inherently white as far as pigmentation of skin. Anybody associated with that, they'll use that as as a shield as well from any sense of accountability. So all the riots and destruction we saw last year. It was no wonder the media called it a peaceful protest as there was a burning building in the background. Hypocrites. But it's not enough for me to call, call them hypocrites, to be honest. It's not enough. This is just insane, as I mentioned earlier. Now, let's get into the general, joint chief of staff, and understanding white rage. I agree with him that reading about Karl Marx, communism, socialism, doesn't inherently, automatically make you a communist or a Marxist. I get that. But your actions say otherwise. Your actions do. Actually speak louder than words. In the stand down training, there was a critical race theory. It was awfully racist. When I went through the training, I won't mention when or anything like that, but I went through this training before I separated. The slides they presented. First and foremost, they were all right-wing or right-leaning groups, all of them, and all the pictures they showed were white people, if you want to get even more specific, white males, in the same manner that people of color wouldn't want them being represented, Now, I don't know about you, but again, the actions speak for themselves. Critical race theory is being pipelined through our systems, including the school system. How do we fight back with all this How do we fight back people saying the Eurocentric curriculum is a form of white supremacy? Which again, they're talking about the Greco-Roman philosophy. The art of critical thinking. That's pretty much the whole basis of the Greco-Roman culture. Their whole curriculum. Think. This is the opposite of thinking here. Critical race theory. This literally says, don't question our history. Just listen to us. Trust us. Anyone who dares to question us, you're a white supremacist. That's why they're against the Greek or Roman philosophy. Because critical, critical thinking, just hearing all of this will make you think, wait a minute, what about this? What about that? You start poking the holes. They don't want you to poke the holes in these theories. They don't want you to do that. And what's up with this racial affinity thing? And thinking that it's progress now to have these segregated groups and to get into these echo chambers. The whole point of integration is so you can get exposed to people of different races and different skin colors because when you get exposed to different people of different backgrounds, you start to see that we're all the same. Yeah, we are unique in our own personalities and our own complexions. But we all breathe the same air. We bleed red. We still feel pain. We still feel sorrow. We all go through stuff in life that we need someone to lean on. There's stuff in life that we need to go through by ourselves. We all seek and desire love. We all have the need to be wanted in life. That's what makes us human no matter what race you are. Critical race, dude, they're trying to take that away. If this is what the teacher union agreed to implement in all 14,000 school districts. Now, I don't know if the states that I mentioned earlier that banned it, if there's going to be some school districts that rebel against these bans. And I think it's important to like Hold them accountable. It is. Don't let off the gas pedal just because state legislators decided to actually pass, not only pass the law, of signed legislation with critical race theory. Make sure they actually enforce it as well. Now, there's a small faction of the conservative groups now. And I would say it's a growing faction to the point where it's starting to become more mainstream, this conversation. To take our kids completely out of public school as a result. Now, I went to a public school growing up. And I don't remember homeschool being accepted in society four or five years ago. And maybe you could say it was a result of code that kind of helped expedite the acceptance of homeschool. But now it's accepted. It's becoming pretty mainstream, at least in the conservative circle. As a result of all this critical race theory. Now, do I think, if I were a parent, do I think it's a good idea to take my kid out of public school? I'm not going to answer that for you. Because one, I don't have kids, so I'm not going to try to answer. But two, everyone's situation is different. We have to keep in mind for those people who literally need to send their kids to a public school because they financially can't support it. They financially cannot support sending their kids to a public, or excuse me, charter school or private school. Maybe they're a single family and they can't stay. They have to work. I understand there's networking and everything like that, but that's easier said than done. There's also people who come from broken families that if they stay in the household, it'd be more, they would do more damage than good to be homeschooled. So I'm not going to tell you if it's a good idea to take your kid out of public school. Or if you're a student listening to this, somehow you're in high school still, Or you're even in middle school and you're somehow interested in what I have to say. Talk to your parents if it's possible, right? But I'm not going to tell you what to talk to your parents about as far as what's the right decision for you. And this is where I think conservatives have gone wrong with school choice. I believe in school choice. The problem is I don't think we should neglect the public school system either. But I also disagree with the progressives thinking we you just throw money at the public school system that'll fix the problem all by itself. Do teachers need to be paid better? Yeah, sure. But I also want a better accountability system for all these public school teachers as well. Again, I'm talking to someone who went to a public school system. And I sympathize with those who feel like they have to take their kids out of public school as a result. Or private school even. Because like I said a moment ago, the pyramid of white supremacy, that came from a private school. So it's creeping into a private and charter schools as well. But I do not think, like I said a moment ago, that just because this is starting to, the public school system is going down this path, we should start neglecting it. I think public school system is still worth fighting for. And we'll get into that after this break. Welcome back to this Wednesday edition of Taboo Topic. I'm your host, Ken Drew, and let's close this out, shall we? Let's close this out. So, where do we go from here? With the teacher union implementing critical race theory in all 14,000 public school systems, districts? With that said, I'm not sure the legalities of how this is going to play out, especially in states that have banned critical race theory. But I think even for states that have banned critical race theory, they should not let off the gas pedal. And they need to make sure that these bans they've installed or instilled are actually enforced. Because that's not to say there won't be some counties or districts that will try to rebel against these bans. There's already reports of a school district in Florida, in particular county that says the ban is not going to be they're not going to care for the ban. They're going to keep going anyway. Keep doing it anyway. So it's important for these states that have banned and plan to ban these critical race theories curriculum in public school to enforce the laws they passed and signed into. Very important let's also talk about something that needs to be addressed. Education reform. And this is where I disagree with my conservative colleagues on. I believe in education reform, but the thing is, the conservative idea of education reform these days is school choice, but the thing with school choice, they don't talk about public school itself. They just talk about private and charter schools, etc. And don't get me wrong, I'm not against any of that at all. As a matter of fact, I'm not even against homeschooling. I sympathize with people and parents who decide to take their kids out of public school because of all this. I get it. As a matter of fact, when it becomes my turn for, to become a parent, I can see myself, depending on the circumstances and if, and if I'm with the right partner who understands it well or knows how to play the game of homeschool well, Or I could homeschool my own kids. I could see it. Five five to six years ago, I would have laughed at your face, but now the tables have turned on me as a result because of all this insanity. But that doesn't mean we neglect the public school system for the reasons I mentioned earlier. Part of the curriculum reform that needs to happen, well, first and foremost, let's make sure we have school board officials that actually want to represent you. Get those who don't represent you, who don't want to listen, who are obtuse to your concerns, get them out of power. Use a system that got them into power to get them out of power. And if there's loopholes to get them out of power, find them. Look for them. Do not stand for this racist teachings. Do not support anyone that wants to endorse this teachings. There should be a adamant rebuke with critical race theory. Start off there. Also, make sure the politicians that are in power not only on a local level, but state level as well. Because I think the only way we're going to go about this right now, we have to go about this through state legislation at this point. At Hopefully, at one point, we'll get to a federal level, but we have to actually start up, we have to start the base small. And we often neglect local politics. Make sure the people in power represent you as well and have a strong rebuke against or towards critical race theory. Start off there. Then you can talk about what kind of teachers do we want to have. And then, once you decide what kind of teachers you want to have, then you can afford to spend a little bit more money on teachers that we want to have, and make sure the system for hiring teachers we actually are able to hire good teachers and keep good teachers while firing the bad ones no matter how long their tenure has been because oftentimes school unions they tend to keep the bad teachers it's easier to fire the newer teachers when it comes to strikes so make sure we find a way that we understand what kind of teacher we want in our public schools we pay these those teachers we want better but we also have the teachers we want in there as far as we trust that they're a good teacher and we know that if the teacher goes or crosses a line the school itself will not have any issues with the union or any legalities to get rid of that teacher, that bad teacher. Start off there. Let's go back to the basics as far as curriculum. Let's start with the history aspect. Let's not try to rewrite history anymore. Let's follow Florida's lead. Let's Let's follow Florida's lead when it says it must be factual and objective. It may not suppress or distort significant historical events and they can't define American history as something other than the creation of a new nation based on universal principles stated in the Declaration of Independence. Let's start off with the basics there. Let's not forget the other historical moments either. Let's not forget the historical figures in our Curriculum Who weren't white They have also Committed atrocities To avoid The concept that one race Is to be held responsible For all society's ills One of those examples That I mentioned besides slavery The European The Europeans coming to the Americas Christopher Columbus Controversial vigor I wouldn't recommend emulating him for character purposes. But we can't deny the good it brought to our civilization. And we cannot deny that the indigenous people here before the Europeans came here were this peaceful, loving, hippie culture that were suddenly that was suddenly distorted, not distorted, but disturbed as a result of these Europeans coming here let's not pretend they were sacrificing each other to please their gods and scalping each other's heads let's not forget that kind of history as well again let's not forget those historical events and those historical cultures just to fit the narrative that all society ills is the fault of the European white Caucasian individual Start off with the basics, right? Let's also go back to the basics of Martin Luther King. I don't want a generation being raised to believe that when they meet me, the first thing they need to focus on is my skin color. Because that is the position of the KKK. You're raising an entire generation to think in a similar fashion of the KKK. Let's not do that. Start off with the basics. And we can also implement other ideas that have nothing to do with critical race theory or this podcast episode, such as it will adjust the situation as far as what the progressive base is concerned, anyways. The rape culture, it will adjust the rape culture and how to fix that, and the accountability aspect. Instilling martial arts and for students, instead of trying to throw balls at each other or, I don't know, do these pacer tests that serve no purpose, really. But anyways, start with the basics. I think that's how we can fight for future public schools. I think that's the way to the future. And that, and let me finish off with this. If any of what I said tonight did not register to you as it's wrong, that this somehow is okay, let me go ahead and give you some some of these examples that I didn't mention earlier. And I'm just going to take the word white out for a minute, right? So like something like the Pyramid of White Supremacy or the Eight White Identities or the Coca-Cola employee training of be less white. Or disrupt disrupt whiteness. Let me go ahead and replace some of these words. And if it bothers you when I say some of these words. That maybe it should be a sign from God. Telling you you ought to actually think about this. And be concerned that this is being taught in our schools. In our institutions. From corporations. All the way down to. To the church now, like I mentioned earlier, it's creeping into the church too. I was there last summer in the church I was a part of, where they were pretty much talking components of critical race theory in there, the Marxist ideology, right? Let me tell you, let me replace these adjectives for you. Let me say, instead of the eight white identities, how about I say the eight black identities, The eight Hispanic identities. The eight Asian identities. Asian hate, remember? Did that bother you when I read it out loud? Did that bother you at all? If it did, let me continue. Let's go back to the Pyramid of White Supremacy for all the quotes I mentioned earlier. Let's change that to the Pyramid of Black Supremacy. The Pyramid of Hispanic Supremacy the pyramid of asian supremacy did that bother you as well yes no maybe so okay if the other examples didn't bother you let me maybe reading this through the website of anti racist classroom will actually give you a reality check I'm going to replace the word white with other race, racial groups like I did in the other one. In racial affinity groups, black people can discover together their group identity. They can cultivate racial solidarity and compassion and support each other in sitting with the discomfort, confusion, and numbness that often accompany Hispanic racial awakening. They can also discern Asian privilege and its impact without the age or dependence on white people. Black people who have foreign racial affinity groups report they can recognize their collective commonality and shared history along with the impact that their privilege has had on other races on each racial affinity group member. Now, if you're in that 86% of the liberal base, the progressive Democrat base that have supported this teaching, this training in some form or fashion, let this be... A reality check. A recall to reality. Because this is racism. Pure racism. If you can't see that. In the words of Obi-Wan. Then you are lost. I can't help you. Let's not forget. The full history. I mentioned this a couple episodes ago. But I'll finish out with this. Before you get on board with this critical race theory, maybe you're on fence line with this. And maybe what I just read off, maybe just by the first 10 minutes of this episode, you realize, yeah, this is not right. But maybe you're still on the fence line. I'll ask you this. If that was your son or daughter, and you had your child right in front of you, how would you feel if a stranger came up to your child or children, and said any of these things to them at the age that they're wanting to teach these children to? What would you say to them? How would you react? I have a feeling that you probably wouldn't react very well. And you can't blame parents for speaking out against this as well. Now, I'm not a parent, but I feel I sympathize with the parents. And I sympathize in regards to I grew up in a much different culture than this. I still remember a day when race was not the forefront of everyone's mind. And it's kind of, again, morbidly amusing that this is what we've come to. I have a hard time keeping a straight face reading some of this stuff. But that's the reality. If it doesn't sound right either, don't be afraid to be called, labeled, a white supremacist as a result of you inquiring your critical thinking skills. It's okay to critically think and poke the holes, because... There's really, the foundation of this is as good as tissue paper. And that's why they don't want you to poke the holes, and that's why they're considering critical thinking, a form of white supremacy. They don't want you to question. Don't be afraid to critically think, question the narrative, because that's what taboo topic is all about. Remember that. And remember, when you're questioning a narrative, You're always seeking the full truth. You're seeking the full picture of what's going on. Taking the different perspectives. Take it for a grain of salt. Take it with a grain of salt. And always find the objective truth that always lies in the middle. Thank you again, everyone. Thank you for sharing your time this evening. And thank you for tuning in. But until next time, have a great rest of the week. Or until Friday, I should say. (laughs) Bye.